Welcome to episode 33. In this episode, I want to cover a few different subjects, uh, different topics, but they're all interrelated as everything is with these relationships and healing. If you don't skip through the intro, I do say in the intro that I want to give you the tools and help you find the, the tools to help yourself to heal on that level, uh, becoming the best version of yourself. And that has always, always been, it's sort of written in my DNA. And I've just been away and I know how easy, how important it is to manage your energy. So I've come back, I'm feeling rather deflated. I was only away for a few days, but there was something, I I don't know, it just touched me um, where I was on, on a deeper soul level. And um, in the group at the moment, which I do like to use a bit of a barometer, over the last few weeks, people have been coming or getting to a point where they're being triggered. So I do want to cover triggers and want to question also uh, because of some of the work that I do. Um, So I work in a somatic way, releasing the trauma from the body and sometimes the body has got so used to being in a certain position or holding itself in a certain way that it feels odd to expand and it sometimes tries to contract. So if you think about maybe pulling a muscle or something, and that's what we're sort of talking about, but in an energetic level. So I want to talk about energy and keeping our energy high. I want to talk about triggers and ask whether it's actually a trigger that we're experiencing or whether it's um, something within our body that is trying to get back to where it was because it was safer. And that is a lot of this healing that we do, a lot of these this part of the relationship where you stayed, it felt safe, why you didn't move on it, you know, why it's difficult to leave because you've been told that you can't live without them. And it's been drip fed to you that they're the best thing that's ever happened to you. And they position themselves in this place of caregiver and they mush up your brain. So I might even bring in um, a little bit of um, biology about caterpillars as well, because that is one of my favourite, favourite descriptions of what actually happens to us. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. So let's start at the very beginning. Apparently, it's a really good place to start. When you read, you begin ABC. When you sing, you begin Do Re Mi. I know how difficult it is to keep your energy high. I also know how important it is to acknowledge the emotions that come up and ask the questions, are they triggers? And allow yourself actually to experience them. I think that's really, really important. I've done a couple of videos on bypassing. And so 
you might think of bypassing uh, like a heart pipe bypass or a bypass that runs around a town and it is it, you know that's what happens but we can also bypass our emotions so we can pretend on one level that everything's okay and we're absolutely fine but inside there's a pain or there's a sadness and that emanates out and we are all affected by each other's emotions and you can bypass in all sorts of different ways and one of them is actually spirituality so you you can dive into a spiritual lifestyle particularly coming out of some form of traumatic events and you can use that to bypass what's actually going on but for me it actually goes deeper because we need to get to the stem, the core, the original wound, as I like to call it, to heal on that level. Because spirituality, or whether it's drugs, or maybe it's a prescription drugs, or over-the-counter type drugs, or whether it's alcohol, they just, it's, spirituality can be used in the same way. Oming, or meditating for hours on end, isn't going to well it is it's going to change your physiology it uh, will do that but it's not going to take away the wounding that happened and the trauma that lays around it that sits in our body waiting to be triggered again so this is why it's vitally important to go in and do this work you can gloss over it. A lot of people do and they go on and live perfectly healthy lives. But it's always sitting there waiting to be triggered. Something is sitting there waiting like a Veruca. And it might be like the Veruca virus. You might never come in contact with that virus again. And that's fine. And you can go off and live your life. But it's waiting there dormant. So if you do come across a person that is like a Veruca virus to you, it might very well trigger you. So a trigger is, uh, by definition, something that brings up a memory. So it might be a smell or it might be a, a sight of something or it might be a sound. In these relationships, you, when you're triggered, it's usually the abuser knowing what they can do. And this has been done, as we go back to the very beginning, because that's the best way to, place to start. This was done at the very beginning of the relationship when they, in that idealisation, that love bombing stage, where they found out as much information. And then as you progressed in that relationship, they worked out how, how to trigger you. And for me, it's like them having access to a security code within you and they've reprogrammed you and this is what happens during the relationship that that's how I describe it it's like you've got this cycle of abuse which is the idealization devaluation discard and it goes round and round and round you might bump back between idealization devaluation and back to idealization there might be some discards in there in this time what they're doing is resetting this code they're programming you drip 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 feeding you this information on how amazing they are they're the best thing that's ever happened to you and telling you all these qualities about themselves really these are insecure people that are very scared of abandonment and so that's what they do to you they put you in a position where they then step in as the caregiver I'm probably telling you all of this and you know it but I just want to quickly cover this bit because 
a trigger it has been placed there it might be that there was an original wound in place and they've just worked out what that combination is and they've reprogrammed it so now they will say something and it will trigger you or they might use this information around other people and they know that by saying something that they're going to hurt you and you're going to respond and they can then say to people look look this is what I had to put up and when you're suffering or recovering from complex post-traumatic stress disorder, just seeing their name flash up on the phone or as a text message or as a WhatsApp message or in an email can actually send you into one of the four Fs, fight, flight, fawn, freeze. It can trigger different emotions like fear, shame, abandonment, betrayal. And this is why it's so vitally important to sort of question what this emotion is, where it's coming from, rather than bypassing, rather than omming your way out of it or going off and meditating. Although I do recommend that you do come out of your head, if you're particularly if you get stuck in rumination. This, I'm talking about the triggers, these emotions that flash up and they're like codes or they're like little messengers that have something to tell you. They can be your biggest cheerleaders. They can be your biggest fans. They can be your biggest therapist. You know, the best therapy that you can, you have access to. Because I promise you, this is my personal belief, we know more about ourselves if we allow ourselves to talk to the part that's hurting, to understand or understand this is what understanding is it's about learning what's actually going on in the body what really is going on why do I feel this way and actually questioning that so I went away for a few days and I met up with some friends and I had a lot of time alone which was amazing I was supposed to be going on a 12-hour gong bath but unfortunately that got cancelled while I was away. I'd already sorted out accommodation so I stayed. I had a sense of freedom, I had a sense of adventure, I had a sense of just doing what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. I actually slept for the first time for 12 hours, I think it was 11 actually. Uh, I did wake up, I did a meditation and then I slept for another three or four hours. Uh, which was amazing, something I haven't done for such a long period of time. I came back and I felt really low. And for me then, it's acknowledging what's actually going on. I love that freedom. I love traveling. I love moving around. And maybe that's, this is what I'm, you know, lifting my vibration up. But also for me, at the same time, it's going in and asking these deeper questions. What's really going on? What's really behind this emotion? And I know for me personally that water and where I was, I was surrounded by water, albeit that I was on on land this time, not on a boat. Um, it does something. It releases. I don't know whether it takes all the negativity out of my life or draws it out of me. I really don't know. I try not to be a negative person anyway, but I think it's really important to acknowledge these emotions that come up, to acknowledge the feelings and to understand what's actually going on. Oops, I'm getting rather animated. That was my bangles bashing around. So it's vitally important to keep your energy high. However, it is equally as important to 
understand what's going on when it drops. And there are times that you go into rumination and your energy does drop and your mind goes round and round and round and you're going over the relationship, wondering if you've done something or said something or maybe a trigger happens and you start to question, really, was it your fault? Did you cause this relationship to collapse? Was it down to you that it it was collapsing? And those are the times when it's vitally important to drop into your body, to come out of your head, to come out of that rumination, because you can get trapped there. And depending on how long this has been going on for, you can be there for weeks and months. And um, what we want to do is be in a position where when those moments arise, that rumination, when you those questions scoop you up and uh, and take you to the eye of the hurricane, you're able to drop back out of that and get into your body. That is when it's so vitally important to have those tools of grounding and breathing uh, to be able to do that. So this is all about having your buttons pushed. It's part of a misdirection technique and they'll do something or say something to get a reaction. They might try and convince you that you getting legal assistance in a divorce isn't the right thing for you. They might try and manipulate you and tell you that this is all your fault and remind you that the reason they left and what you had together. They might even say things like, you know, if you hadn't have done this, we'd still be together. This is all about triggering you. They know how to push those buttons. They know how to get a reaction from you. They've done it before. They know what your wounds are because they partly created them. They changed the combination to those wounds. They understood those wounds because they have similar wounding themselves. It was just that their personality when they experienced their wounding was that they abandoned themselves. And so now their biggest fear is abandonment. And for some, they actually hand over their wounds to you. So you might even wonder what's going on why you feel this way why it feels odd is because these aren't your wounds they've given them to you they've convinced you that you've had an equally awful childhood as they have and it's this energy thing keeping your energy vibration high because it does change the chemistry within you but equally understanding what's going on and what the trigger is so that you can talk to these wounds and find out really what's going on and why you feel uh, or sad or angry or whatever it is that emotion that's coming up for you it's so important and by just talking to it you can get so much information so when I was feeling I came back I was feeling a bit low I didn't want to be here it was the freedom it was being surrounded by water it was not feeling that I was in the way and then it's like oh that's a really weird statement okay let me look at this when do I feel or how has this played out in my life before and then working with that you can journal you can do all sorts of things but just reminding yourself that this emotion this statement it might be other statements that come off it and you then suddenly realize you've got the key to what this emotion is and it's like little bubbles you can or balloons and you can pop them as you're going through them it's such a simple easy process to do but it's so powerful one thing to bear in mind is that as you're healing and you're repairing the damage your body 
is used to sitting or standing or being in a certain way and it might want to get back there to that point because that's where it feels safe. It might not necessarily be safe but it just feels familiar and these relationships when we start to heal are like the cycle of a caterpillar. So the caterpillar hatches out of its egg it moves around, it eats, it builds up its body mass. And then when it's ready, it attaches itself to a stick or, or something, but it may, creates an attachment. And then the weirdest thing is the outside skin splits open and it reveals the chrysalis, the home, the hard shell, that skin, that outer layer. And then whilst that is actually happening, what's going on inside is it goes through a complete breakdown and I mean complete breakdown. So if you think about your what happened to you and what you experienced emotionally, you might recognise that people come out of these relationships feeling completely different to they, who the person they were going in. And so this is actually happening inside the chrysalis. The chemical reaction that happens completely breaks down everything. And if you were to break that chrysalis or pupa open, you would find a gloopy substance inside. It is like goo. So in goes this, this insect that was able to move. And at this next stage, if you were to break it open, you wouldn't recognise what's inside. And it's like a gloop soup I think I've heard it described as. And then it, it turns into a butterfly. And they have done some research. I don't know who's done it, but apparently they trained caterpillars to do certain tasks. And then, and then they monitored the butterfly once it had hatched. And it did the same thing. So they know the DNA is the same, or it's got the same blueprint. It's just a completely different insect that emerges. And then what happens? It doesn't fly away away straight away so it breaks out of its home and its wings emerge but these wings are actually still wet and sticky so it spreads its wing and it allows the wings to dry out so that it has got the strength to fly I want you to think about that process you know how going in and that complete and utter breakdown although the DNA is there inside it's the same if how you experience this your DNA is still there your DNA is still inside you but it's what happens next. It's what you do with this, what, how you've learned and grown. And more importantly, it's how you heal those wounds, that gloopy period. It doesn't even have to be during that gloopy period, but it's how you heal those inner wounds that cause that attraction for you to meet up with that person. As I said, like the Veruca virus, they are the virus and you've already got something in you that attracts that virus and it's there laying dormant and less healed ready to strike again so this butterfly sits and waits don't expect this huge freeing moment and then to fly off there's a time that you rest there's a time that you stretch and allow your wings to dry out it's such a powerful analogy. I love using that because that gloop soup is exactly what happens when you come out of this relationship or this type of emotionally abusive relationship. 
And it's hard sometimes to realise how far you've come because this is a gradual process. This breakdown happens and you might pop up for air and then you might be dragged back down again. And it is important to keep that energy high, but it's equally as important that when something happens and you feel or experience these emotions of turmoil where that gloop is happening, that breakdown is happening, that you question what it's about. That is where the magic happens. As I said, your DNA is intact. This is the chance to heal the wounds and this is the mirror. This is the mirror that the emotional abuser stands in front of you with because everything that you're falling in love with is something that they've stolen from you. Every element that they like about you. They've told you, I don't know how many times, during that love bombing stage. And even when they took you back round, that during that idealization, that cycle, they would have told you about the amazing qualities. And then they put you down for it, just to confuse you. You're having your own metamorphosis. You're, it's giving you a chance to go in and heal those wounds, take it, grasp it. And so going back to the work that I do in a somatic way, this is about releasing the trauma. This is about healing those wounds and allowing you to grow those wings to give you the space to dry them out before you fly off. This is the most important part for me. It's that inner healing, that deep inner knowing these conversations that you can have that you can't have with anyone else. Talking therapies are good for a time, but there is a point where you need to address the wounds. You need to go in. You might not be able to tell a therapist something that you can have and you can talk to yourself about. You might not be able to reveal some emotions that you're feeling to a therapist, but you are able to talk to yourself. This inner child healing, the reparenting of your inner child, having these conversations with your, the child that was hurt is so powerful. It's where the magic happens. It's where the transformation happens. It's where you get to step into your new life. I hope this has been helpful and I'm sending you loads and loads of love. Until next time.